Hello, everybody! Happy, happy Tuesday! And welcome <laughs> back for another episode. If not now, when? Today, I am so beyond excited. You have no idea. I have my dear friend CS Freeland join the show. And let me tell you a bit about CS. Dan, she is a badass.com. She <laughs> is a serious entrepreneur and start two business during this pandemic time. She is a co-founder of ATS Kit. She also launched the Founder House Austin. She has been part of CMO and your network, the early stage venture, the informal investment club, and so much more. With that, I am so excited to welcome CS. Thank you so much to the show. We are so excited. <laughs> yes, this is gonna be fun. I had so much fun having dinner with you the other day. So this is uh, <laughs> gonna be awesome. Amazing. So uh, take us back, CS. How does all that magic get started? Uh, well, I guess. Well, I'll go way back. I was gonna start with like moving to Austin, um, yeah. which I did, which I did ten years ago. But I would say, you know, I used to be in bands, and um, I was very shy, like in high school, and you know, band was like my whole life. I was a band nerd, like for sure. Um, and although I was shy, I was able to like communicate through music and i had um i had you know some musical talent. i don't play anything anymore but i used to play drums and piano and stuff and so i think that i <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> like 94 pounds like trying to wear this huge drum and like march around on the football field and stuff <laughs> wow <laughs> so yeah it was like my whole life and i felt like um i was able to communicate myself and what i thought the music should be um to others and i think that you know they really enjoyed it and i had a talent for it so i went on to become like drumline captain and held some kind of leadership positions and i found a lot of strength in that and people like you know really connected with that too whereas like if i was just on my own i'd just be really shy and i wouldn't know what to say but i could communicate through music and so i think that's kind of helped me Mm -hmm. um along you know in my journey and just to have confidence in myself no matter what i'm doing no matter what kind of concept i'm trying to launch um no matter what city i'm in so i think that's kind of where it got started but then i moved to austin mm -hmm. started working at a small um uh project management kind of software company like 20 30 people or so and they mm -hmm. kind of let me do whatever I want to um, in terms of launching new marketing initiatives and just programs and maintaining everything, communications about the company. And I got to work with pretty closely with the GM and the CEO and like all the, cause they're like, you know, right there, they're so accessible. And it made me feel um, like I was uh, valued and, and heard and everything. And uh, then I started working at a tech venture studio, uh, which I'd been with for seven years. And doing the same thing. Um, yeah, that's a good question because I realized I was like 21 or so. I, I had so much energy and so much like creativity uh, that I wanted to bring to the company. I would like sell my soul for this company. And I realized 
it's kind of more of a lifestyle business. And I was like, oh, I should go into startups. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and it was, it was very family kind of feel, which was so great. And I loved that. But I was like, I really should be looking into startups where like, they need super passionate people and they want someone who can work, you know, from, you know, nine to nine or something like that, just work all the time and bring a lot of creativity and passion and go as far as each individual can go, you know, like really push it. So that's why I started getting into startups. And I think um, it's just never left me. I, I mean, I love that stuff. And I just that that's just like who I am as a person. I considered myself as a startup, you know, I consider mm -hmm. myself um, as someone who can pivot and try something new and all that stuff. So yeah, seven years at the venture Beautiful. studio and um, come March, 2020, you know, I pretty much like dropped everything. I was like on this venture capital trajectory and I was also doing fellowships and getting, um, a venture capital certificate and getting really plugged in to the early stage uh, mm -hmm. venture scene. I dropped everything. Um, Why? Well, I felt like um, I felt like small businesses really need the help. Um, I was living at Amley on Second, which is uh, uh, right in the heart of downtown Austin, and they had this really great farmers market um that i could see out my window every saturday morning and mm -hmm. it's usually a very um energetic like fun thing to do like go to the farmer's market like bring your dog or like kids there's live music it's like this whole mm -hmm. thing but in march it's also really rainy you know it's like terrible weather and then like the world was starting to shut down you know mm -hmm. it was uh, a really scary time um mm -hmm. for everyone yeah for everyone and we're you know everyone's scared we're still in it you know everyone's scared of um getting sick and you know people dying and stuff and um anyway so what i would do is i would go down to the farmer's market with my like little cart and buy mm -hmm. up like thousands of dollars worth of shelf stable goods from the farmer's market vendors and I would bundle them up together and then ship them everywhere. In fact, the first uh, bundle or kit that I shipped actually went to New York. <laughs> I, I didn't really try to promote, I was doing like a soft kind of opening or soft launch um, for ATX kit is the name of the company. Um, but the first order came in and it was going to New York and I didn't even have all my tax stuff together or like I basically, <laughs> I basically kind of broke even. <laughs> I didn't make crazy. any money on that one because it's like going all the way to New York. It's like 20 bucks to ship. I don't even think I had my tax stuff together online through Squarespace. So like just mm -hmm. anyway. And um, also uh, that I'm, month. Oh, what? I'm curious. I'm curious in that month when everything's shutting down and you are in this trajectory of being a VC and that's a completely different world. Was that a difficult decision for you to drop everything and now pivot and focus on this challenge you are seeing and you want to solve? No, it wasn't, it wasn't hard at all. Well, actually I had the idea for ATX kit a year before, almost exactly a year before I bought the domain name in March, 2019. And I pitched this idea in the venture studio and like other entrepreneurs around me in the office. I was like, Hey, there's so many 
people moving to Austin. That was even back then. Now it's like going crazy. But there's so many people, like 100 plus people every day. And local, like small businesses aren't really seeing the effects of that. So maybe if it was easy to make one purchase and you could support 10 different local small businesses, then why not? That should totally be a thing. And food is such a big part of culture. But food is such a big part of the culture here in town as well. And, you know, you could get, you know, for 60 bucks, you can get um, all these really great foods and get like a taste of Austin uh, right to your doorstep. And so um, to your point of saying, you know, jump, going from venture capital back into entrepreneurship, that wasn't hard for me because I had started other concepts before. I've worked with some really world-class entrepreneur, entrepreneurial teams. And I just felt it. I was like, this is it, man. Now it's like go time. And the world needs this more than ever. People who can jump in. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone, but I think that we need to be solving problems quickly, like fast, like mm -hmm. go, you know, I, I have like this coach in my head. It's like, run, go quickly, 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 move faster, faster, faster. And it like kept me going. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that, CS. You know, I love that during that time when everything is shutting down and there's so much negativity out there, you were just focusing on how can I solving problems? How can I support your local entrepreneurs? How can I bring the taste of Austin to others? I think that's just such a beautiful, beautiful insight. I think that is a really what, um, help you to have such incredible success today with ATS Kit. Thanks. Well, um, yeah, we need it more than ever. And um, another thing I noticed was that um, the there's so many forced closures that happened with um, small mm -hmm. businesses. Even my mentor, uh, Ying McGuire, she is the owner of um, investor turned uh, owner operator, you know, of uh, a boutique hotel here in downtown Austin. Mm -hmm. And she had to remain closed um, for hotel guests for like months. So mm -hmm. I pitched her this idea like, hey, you know, I was paying kind of expensive rent at Amley. And I was like, um, although I did, you know, my view and everything was really great. It helped me actually start ATX kit. But I kind of saw a trend of like, oh, well, you know, everything's going online. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs or digital nomads and, you know, contract, you know, people, they can work from anywhere. Remote work will be a thing. So I think the venture capital mentality, like, where where the trend's going to be also coupled with um like an entrepreneurship quality in myself i'm like okay here's where we're headed here's what we need to build right now uh or the other way around like we're building this right now like pretty much the world has been expedited like things are headed a certain way and they're going to go that way no matter what but everything mm -hmm. has just been accelerated um this year so yeah i pitched the idea of um, a short-term co-living kind of co-op situation in my mentor's boutique hotel we're all going month to month she spent so much money and time energy blood sweat and tears getting this together to launch for south by southwest which is supposed mm -hmm. to be the biggest economic driver and you know fun party in the city mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 
that was the that was the first major hit, you know, blow mm-hmm. to this uh, to the Austin economy. And mm-hmm. she had all the rooms booked up, and mm-hmm. she's gonna, you know, launch her business, launch the open the hotel for them, and had to return all the money and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, now you know the rest is history. But yeah, so uh, we've had five people so far um, living here, and we call we call it Founder House is like the pop up co living sort of thing we we started up. And uh, the hotel still operates um, with some guests. We get guests a couple, like maybe every weekend or so. Mm -hmm. So that keeps it interesting, but there's only 12 units. So it's pretty small. It's a close knit, um, intimate little group Mm -hmm. we have here. And that's what I've been up to. Beautiful. Well, I've been there, it's gorgeous guys. So if you visit Austin, that's a great place for you to go visit. As a Missias in person. And I'm curious, <laughs> yes, you know, up to this point, you were your problem solving hat the whole time. Almost as it doesn't, doesn't matter what happened to you, you always very quickly think about how can we pivot, how can we create, how can we innovate, how can we get out of the situation? Were you always like that? Or or how did you become who you are today? Yeah, I think when I was younger, I would I could just see things that other people weren't seeing. I just never would speak up about it. Like I would see that um, we should do things a certain way or here's how we can improve small things, big things. And then I I just wouldn't say anything about it and just like, because I was too shy or someone else. Yeah. Or like even in meetings, for example, or someone else would say the thing that I was going to say. I know. And then they... And all the way up to companies too. I'm like, oh man, I had this idea for mm-hmm. a, for a business that can solve this problem. I just never did anything about it. And then mm-hmm. you know, other people get the credit. Other people mm-hmm. go and solve the the big problems, and they're working on interesting stuff. And I just wouldn't. I would just see them do it, and I'm like, so what am I doing? That's even worse. It's like, it's worse than not knowing or not seeing is mm-hmm. actually knowing. Mm-hmm. And then never doing anything about it. And I was like, oh, that's got to change. Because I'm just going to be upset at myself all the time. So I think that's kind of where it stems from. So how do you change? Um, I've just been really fortunate to be working with people who um, I wouldn't say are fearless. They still, you know, they know they're tackling some big issue. Mm-hmm. But um, they're just go-getters. They go for it, and they don't care what people say or think, you know, about them. It's and beautiful. I think, yeah, and they make a choice. They make a decision, and then they go for it. The same thing, I actually just changed my name on all my online and social media stuff. And I'm like, I can sit and think about this, like I've been sitting and thinking about changing my name to CS for two years now. And then Mm. it wasn't until this morning and I knew we're gonna have (laughs) this live podcast and YouTube, you know, broadcast. And I was like, if not now, when? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, we just just gotta do, cause also I'll just say this, so yes, like Krista's my first name, Sue is my middle name. And 
I just thought, you know, our names are given to us. It's like, I don't know. I like being proactive. I like making a choice, deciding for myself what I'm going to be. What do I look like? How do I respond? What do I want in my life? All these things. And changing my name just kind of reflects really like who I am. Anyway, so. So tell us, what is CS? Who is CS like? Oh, my God. I think it kind of stems from, I can't believe I was saying this, but like, so I went to Burning Man like two years ago and at Burning Man, you know, that thing in the desert, there's like 80,000 people go to a desert in, the, in Nevada for two weeks or a week or whatever. And um, it's like camping, but there's these huge art projects and there's like DJs and music and you can dress however you want to. Like it's very intentional. You watch a city come up and uh, come up and down over a span of two weeks, and um, you, you can change anything. You could be whoever, whatever you want to be out there, and it's very intentional. You're living living with intent, and you're in an environment where everyone is encouraged to be like that. And I'm like, wow, why? why are we not like that in the default world we're in this like little play world but that should be that should be the real world you, you know what i mean so um and and you don't really go by your actual name you don't bring your name with you you're kind of like people help give you a name or you become something else so i know we're not supposed to really talk about it but like my nickname or whatever at burning man is pickle because i love pickles i pack two <laughs> I packed two jars of pickles with me on the flight over, which I double bagged it in my suitcase, but exploded everywhere. So oh. I smelled like pickles. <laughs> I smelled like pickles for two days. But even when I'm out there and I'm like introducing myself as pickle, people love it. You know, they smile and they're like, oh, pickle. You know, so that's like my fun, whatever creative side. And then CS <laughs> is like my go getter will stop at nothing. Uh, also a, like a creator, like creative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just, I just really identify with that. And also, Beautiful. I guess the one last note on it is like, I, our digital selves supersede our physical self. Like I can go, I can do way more online and have that scalability or reach or whatever than I ever could just as myself, you know, Krista, one person. And if you want to change your life, it's as easy as, you know, change your Instagram or your Facebook or your LinkedIn or your website or whatever. And um, changing your life can be easy. It's whatever you think it is. So that's why I wanted to do it. <laughs> I love that you're so intentional about who you are, who you want to become, and really embracing that and not second down yourself. That's amazing. Thanks, girl. Thanks. <laughs> amazing. Um, now I want to pivot a little bit, um, CS. Now along the journey, you are a serious entrepreneur, right? You are in many, many... Um, uh, startups as a co-founder member and now started two ventures this year. Is it always like smooth selling or is it a time that could be challenging? I'm curious. 
No, it's mostly really difficult. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fun to do interviews and stuff like this. It's fun. You know, you get press and you get recognized for hard work. But it's mostly really confusing. <laughs> it's a lot of work because um, I guess you got to be really self-motivated. There's no one mm -hmm. guiding you. You just got to mm -hmm. like follow your heart or your your mind, your brain or something and mm -hmm. constantly learning. So it's a big challenge, but um, I'm down for that. I mean, I, I just, wow. if I made, wow. if I made a million dollars a year, or I don't make anything. I'd, I would just be doing the same thing. What else, what else would I do? I don't know. <laughs> I'd be the same what, way. What motivates you? What drives you? I think stories like yours, you know, like a plane leaving, you're supposed to be on that plane. I mean, that's a very truncated version of your story. <laughs> it's honestly stories like yours. There's like, I don't know, not to be tr too trippy or whatever, but I believe we kind of are, we are everyone and everyone is us kind of thing. I see a part of myself in you and I think you invited me mm -hmm. on the show because you see a part of yourself in me. And whether that's big or it's small, there's like this connection. And I don't know what that is, like energy, vibration levels or something. Um, and so I hear other people's stories and I'm like, that's me too. So mm -hmm. I have to show up for them and they're going to show up for me and we'll build and create together. We're making mm -hmm. our own world in this world. This world is our world. That's, I don't know. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I don't know if I was going off on a tangent with that, but um, that's just the way I, I feel, you know, it's, um, it's a connection, you know, I think that we had and we see that you see that with your, you know, everyone else that you put on the show. And you want to um, share those stories and accentuate that because it's like a part of you, you know, it's mm -hmm. a part of the dream, um, the dream, which is, uh, you know, what, what is reality? What's a dream? What's reality? You can dream it up and you can create it in your, your life. So, I love that. Uh, yeah, that's just what I think. So beautiful. NCS, I wanted to pivot a little bit. I want to talk about failure. I think oftentimes people look at successfuls and thinking, oh my God, he or she is so successful, but yet they never see all the failures they've done in the past. So can you share with us any experience that you had that maybe it was a quote-unquote failure and how that shaped who you are today? Maybe it's not cheating. I don't believe in failure. I don't. Yeah, that's more. I don't. I think that it's just a part of the journey. And it might feel like a setback um, mm -hmm. at the time, you know, for like maybe a day or an hour or a couple of minutes or whatever. But I try not to linger on that stuff because you just don't. That's just so how presumptuous is that, that you think that that's a failure, you know, that something went wrong. How do you know mm -hmm. it's not right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I think. But I could talk about. Um, so the reason I asked for that is I feel like sometimes people fall into a situation where they beat themselves up or they felt, oh, damn, this is such a failure. Oh, I felt so embarrassed or whatever the emotion comes to their mind. And sometimes people get stuck. They don't know how to move forward. 
So when I sound like you, we start so many ventures, have been to so many things. And how do you get up when the moment was hard? And how would you advise for other you know, fellow entrepreneurs or people who are also in their trenches? How can they move forward? learning that this year too but um to be kind to yourself i know maybe that's like contradictory what i was saying earlier i have like a a football coach in the back of my mind saying go move quickly faster faster but <laughs> <laughs> i like that we're just like start dancing too. i should like ask one of my dj friends to make a song or something to pump yes <laughs> Oh, maybe that's the answer. We can uh, make this song and any anytime we need like a pick me up, a pickup or pick mm, up mm. song. Um, yeah, but it's also like being kind to yourself. I, you know, I had to take a break myself. I'm kind of like, I was a little bit in the chill zone, you know, the last two months. And I mean, honestly, I didn't have any time to process what had, so when all the shutdowns were happening in March and April, Mm -hmm. that was like go time for me so i came out of it like four or five months later thinking like okay yeah i'm in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> and i just started registering it so mm -hmm. i think it took my time you know for mm -hmm. for that like way later because mm -hmm. that was it's just like focus. yeah yeah you got to focus you just got to go as fast as you can. And um, mm -hmm. I think timing is everything. So I think I just kind of filed the like room mm -hmm. crashing and pandemic. I filed it away and then was able to really feel it months later when, um, you know, if I had just sat there and like just, you know, doom scrolled through Facebook or whatever, then that would have sucked the energy out of me. I needed every ounce of energy to go push, you know, these, the founder house concepts and ATX kit. And I think that um, helping small businesses, you know, again, with Ying, um, Ying McGuire, the hotel owner and all the entrepreneurs that we worked with now, like 40 entrepreneurs and small businesses. Mm -hmm. um, just knowing that we're like in it together and I just knew like exactly what to do if they just, if we work together mm -hmm. and you know, they're along for the ride, we're trying something new, then we could actually kind of prosper a little bit. We could do a little bit better than we could have individually. Right. So Ying gave me a good deal living here month to month. Um, the vendors, uh, they help promote ATX kit. You know, obviously when I make money, they make money. You know, mm -hmm. when more people know about ATX kit, more mm -hmm. people know about their products. So anyway, I think that was really helpful too. For a while, I only saw the vendors for like, I guess like two or three months almost or whatever, I only saw them. So it was like, I feel like we had this really great like connection. I made some friendships and the products, you know, the food, I love it. Like some of the food, like a Moon Tower Matcha, for example, or Stroop Club. I've been such a big fan of those foods and it's really cool like meeting the people behind it. So knowing that we're all in it together was, um, 
was really comforting. I love that, you know, when you look at the challenges, you're able to pivot and realize we're all in it together and we have so much power when I come. We are collaborating and we are never alone. I think that is such a powerful message. And for people who are out there who are not as familiar with ATS Kit, can you tell us more about that and how can people find you? Yeah, um, ATX Kit is uh, a way to make one purchase and you can support you know, 10, 10 entrepreneurs here in Austin, get a great uh, bundle of food delivered to your door. Uh, a lot of people are buying them for gifts, you know, mm. uh, that's a new hire or, you know, your, uh, your boyfriend or whatever gets a new job. Maybe they're not feeling well. They need um, some snacks to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we get, we have chocolate and some real greats. Uh, yeah. Pick me up kind of foods. Um, we have like a work from home kit. So snacks. Mm that are great. Um, you know, you need a change of scenery, you need a change of, you don't want to get a food rut. So there's just new foods delivered to your door. And we also have a kit that supports um, all female entrepreneurs. So if you wanted to support females, there's a female kit. There's, um, it, uh, we're about to launch um, uh, a BIPOC. So black indigenous people of mm -hmm. color, if you want to support some amazing minority entrepreneurs mm -hmm. so yeah and then you know holidays are coming up so we'll do something around that as well anyway so yeah atxkit.com beautiful do you see the difference when you were part of the um the firm to help support and go to market strategy with all other startups versus today you are the co-founder of the business that you are so passionate about is it a difference is that dream country? Really. Yeah, not really. Just because uh, I guess I'm kind of used to running it. They uh, mm. they let me do um, they just let me do what I think should be done. They they hired me and then got out of the way kind of deal. So <laughs> when uh, when I go off on my own, then it doesn't really feel that different. Uh, so oh, I've been gosh. pretty lucky with that. And I've had a lot of support too. Um, I just joined or was accepted into on deck, which is um, call it like zero to one founders, like super early stage, mm -hmm. a handful of people and early mm -hmm. days of a, of a business. So mm -hmm. joined that community and that's been super awesome. Um, especially in a time when we can feel really disconnected. I feel like I'm mm -hmm. still building with other like 200 other cs's <laughs> so oh. um so yeah that and uh there's a pretty good entrepreneurial community well yes i have a last question for you uh we discussed when we in person uh when we meet last time what is the american dream mean for you well <laughs> Uh, what's an American dream for me? I mean, I was born in San Jose, California. Um, you know, I'll say one thing. My my mom's Vietnamese, and she she came over um, to Bay Area uh, like a couple days right before the Vietnam War broke out. And um, 
I just see like so much maybe of the success in my life. I have to um, kind of pay tribute to my mom because she's like, she's like the firecracker in me. She's the go-getter, ambitious, um, always learning and improving. And I hear, yeah, I should actually tell her this. I hear her voice in my head sometimes like, babe, if you don't play, you don't win you know, stuff like that. And I'll hear it in these, in these moments where I'm like, Oh, like I'm feeling uncertain about stuff. So she's been such a great, uh, driver in my life and her sisters, you know, my aunts, they all came over at that time for the most part around that time. And they're all outstanding, amazing, amazingly strong women that have been such a big support in my life i don't know if i could i feel really privileged and i I am very privileged i feel like i always have their support maybe i wouldn't be able to take the risks that i do um if i didn't have them you know backing me up so i'll say that is their role model shape you are today as a leader is a female leader that's so fearless I kind of think so because they left Vietnam at such a tumultuous time and it really shook everything up. Um, and you know, it was a war. Um, so I'm just, I think about that and I'm like, wow, what a cushy life that I've been living. And sometimes I'm like, am I, you know, creating too much trouble for myself, like starting these things? I think I, I know some of their story. And it just makes me feel like I can do anything. So I guess their American dream has helped inform my reality <laughs> and my dreams. So that's so beautiful. Oh, I'm so going to send this to them. Wow. I've never told them that. I should say that. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, we are so happy that you are here with us today, CS. You are so bold. You are so courageous. You always play throughout. And if your mom told you, you don't, you don't play, you don't win, well, I'm telling you, you are winning all the way. So, Yule, thank you so much for tuning in with us. Your story is beautiful. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us throughout this time. Third time is a challenge. And we hope you enjoy the story. We hope you have a magical Tuesday. And bye! Bye. <laughs>